I can afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Christy Stratton. And Christy, today, we are not in the studio. No, we are not. We are in a studio. Yes, in a very beautiful, beautiful home. A beautiful home, a beautiful, a much bigger studio. Uh, but we are, we are in Malibu. Mm. We are doing a remote recording. And I know you and I are both excited about today. Very because our, our, our guest, if I can say this, is America's sweetheart. Yes. Miss. Paula Abdul. <laughs> no, Ladies no, and gentlemen. No. Unbelievable. That is Martha Quinn, everyone. <laughs> say hello to Martha Quinn. I, I can't even believe this is happening. Well, they, well, you, 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 you guys, you know Martha. Well, I, my husband uh, does, yes. Mm-hmm. But d- when he said that he knew you and was friends with you, I am like, oh my gosh, I have wished I was Martha Quinn for most of my life. It's just such a thrill. I do think that I spy a slight Martha Quinn haircut. You I got me. You- <laughs> is, she, she, is she talking to me? <laughs> I, all, I took the plunge a while back and grew my bangs out. It was a very big decision <gasps> what to do. Botox or bangs? Botox or bangs? And you know what I did? I went with neither. I mean, you. Is, I know you guys can't see Martha. She looks like she's thirty-six years old. Honestly, is that a compliment? I'm not. Yeah, it's I'm not like, sure. She could have went a lot lower yeah, than you that, right? Went a like, lot there's a definitely a number that's a compliment. Like, she looks like I, she's twenty-two years oh, old. Oh, I think thirty-six. I would love to look thirty-six. Well, she is, looks very, very young. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> when you were on promoting the book, when you guys were on today, mm-hmm. and it was, it was like, wait a minute. It, it, all of the like the, and everyone looks great and I'm, I everyone just does look I, great. I admire and I'm a fan of everyone but I'm like that one has taken a potion that one on the end with the dark hair because <laughs> she doesn't look to be the in the end. same in the same you know. well I got to assume you're still using Neutrogena products absolutely are you kidding it still happens <laughs> even to Martha Quinn <laughs> <laughs> I watched those videos this week I'm like I wonder if those things are on YouTube and they are I've oh. looked them up every once in a while. Show you know, show no. them off every once in a while. No, but you are you're very fit. How do you beautiful stay- hair? And I, I'm guessing it's all her own hair, which is what's really admirable. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not because it, I don't have all my own hair. I'm just saying. What do you mean? You have? I've got a couple pieces. This isn't you got about a couple me. Pieces it's not it? about me. You just admitted it. Well, I'm just saying. All right, ladies, today. It's a big deal when you have your own hair, and it's clearly it's her, her hair. I was not aware of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I was not aware oh, of that. Oh, yeah. You know, people with the crazy, it's... Uh, but you don't seem... Yeah, you don't seem you like know, that. That looks like your Charo-esque. hair. Well, I just need a little boost. Just a little bit of... Anyway, let's... let's. Why do you need a boost? What's, what is it? Is your hair like not I, as I, thick I mean, as you would like it? You brought it up. I did, but only as a anecdotally. I, I want to hear, because we've read the book, and you guys, the yes. book you have to get. There's a lot of things we're going to talk about that are in the book that you should read uh, anyway, because it's hilarious and wonderful and awesome, and tells stories about this amazing time in the history of music and uh, popular culture, and it's called VJ, The Unplugged Adventures of MTV's First Wave. And I uh, I know that you were an intern, and in I want to know back, like when you were a kid, how you got into music and what you thought about music and how you wanted to 
work in that world. Two older brothers, super into music. I was always into the Beatles. Beatles, Beatles, mm-hmm. Beatles was just my entire life. Loved Casey Kasem. Yes. Would, you know, never miss a Casey Kasem right. countdown. It would kill me if I, you know, in those days you had to actually leave the radio. You couldn't check the internet. You couldn't do anything else. If you didn't hear the number one song, I would like, my skin would crawl. <laughs> I loved Casey. I loved music facts. Um, I did a little acting in high school, but then once I discovered radio was so much better because I was like, wow, this is great. I can deal with music and I don't have to put on any kind of makeup or costumes. I love it. Um, (laughs) Started working at WRCU at Colgate University and WNYU at New York University. And um, that's how I got started in music. It just always kind of seemed pretty much since WOSS in Ossining High School that that's sort of what I wanted to do. Okay, I, and I think we're going to jump around today just because it just it, it's just going to happen. Like right. something you just said, uh, Beatles, Beatles, Beatles. How many of the Beatles did you get to meet in your lifetime? Well, sadly, John Lennon passed away December mm-hmm. 1980 when I was a senior right. at NYU, and I did uh, took a the subway right up to the Dakota, and I was standing outside, you know, in the cold with everyone else, you know. Give peace a chance and candles, and it was very it was very devastating mm-hmm. for New York because we were so. Are you guys either from New York? No, now I'm from Pennsylvania. And where are you from? Texas. Texas. It was so much pride for us that John Lennon lived Lived in New York. Mm. And it was really, you know, and first it was like, God, did one of us do it? But of course, that wasn't the case. But um, so I obviously never met John Lennon, though I did meet Yoko Ono a year later. And when I walked into the Dakota, there was all these pictures of John and and the Beatles. And I was just like, okay, Martha, don't cry. Don't cry. Mm. Just hold it together. Because it was very, very soon after. Um, Met Paul McCartney. Never met Ringo Starr. Never met George Harrison. But met Paul McCartney. Who said he wrote Martha, my dear, about me? And I'm guessing he would tell the truth. (laughs) Why would he lie? Why would he lie? He wouldn't lie, right? Mm. Out of college, you got that internship. Right. Well, as a senior in college, I worked at WNBC getting Don Imus tons and tons of coffee and picking up his dry cleaning. (laughs) And what kind of a guy is Don Imus? Totally great. He's fine. I really, really thought he was super talented i i actually really liked him a lot i lived wound up living in his same um in his same uh, apartment building and my funniest story about don imus is once i lost one of my cats and i was like oh my gosh and this is before a long time ago i think even he would laugh at this okay. i was like oh my gosh what if don imus was really drunk and he got in the elevator and didn't realize my cat was in there and he went down to the first floor she went out onto the street i ultimately found her she was just next door but um, <laughs> this is a long time ago before he got sober but um so yeah i thought he was great but uh I was an intern at WNBC. I always recommend internships because mm-hmm. you never know. It's still such a thing wow. now, you know, for the kids. And it's yeah. not like I got a job at WNBC, but a guy from California came into WNBC and said, hey, what's Bob Pittman doing? Who had left WNBC. I'm jumbling this all over. Is this too jumbled? No. No. To start this wacky new cable channel. And somebody else sitting in the office said, Martha, that's what you should do. You should be a VJ on MTV. And I said, what's a VJ? And he said, oh, it's just like being a DJ, but it's on television. Now, keep in mind, this is 1981. Right. So you think DJ on television. It's got to be like WKRP, like okay. Dr. Johnny Fever. Right. And I said, well, what do I do during the records? <laughs> 
And he said, no. It's, but it makes sense because you, it, no you one knows what it is. No one, money now, yeah. You don't know what it, it is. It sense. Yeah. And they said, no, no, no. It's videos. It's videos. They're playing videos. And I was like, oh, I don't think that'd be good for me. You know, it'd be, that'd be good for this other guy that worked at WNYU, Evan Davies. He'd be perfect. And my friend Buzz Brindle said, no, I think, I think you should do it. Because I did a lot of television commercials right. when I was a student at NYU. He picked up the phone. He called Bob Pittman. He said, who started MTV? He said, there's this girl here. She was our intern. She's, you know, knows a lot about music and mm-hmm. she's had on camera experience. I think she should come down. I went down and auditioned right then. And, you know, two days later, I got this. And what, what was the audition process? <clears throat> did, they, did you have copy or did they just want to see what no, you look like? I have the audition. Well, there was another DJ named Meg Ryan. Not not Meg Ryan, duh. Meg, Meg Griffin? Griffin, who had had, you know, the petite brunette spot before me. She worked at WNEW in New York, but mm-hmm. she decided she wanted to stay on the radio. Well, good so for her. I yeah. think at that point they were like, <laughs> short, brown hair, speaks English, check, we'll take her. But I just walked in and I, <clears throat> I read copy on prompter, okay. and then they said talk about a concert, and I. Uh, talked about an Earth, Wind, and Fire concert I had just seen, okay. and and I wa- you know I walked in not knowing at all what to expect, which is a good thing because I probably would have choked. I walked out going, "Oh my god, that's the perfect job for me! That's the perfect <laughs> job for me!" I called my brother and I said, "I just auditioned for something. Oh my god, I can't! Even, I'm freaking out." And you're what teen? How how old are you at this point? I was probably twenty one. Okay. And it's so funny because then you got that because I had graduated college. Okay, okay. W- w- that was pr- that was your first probably audition for for anything like major, was it? I'm I, asking. Well, I had auditioned for all kinds of commercials. I mean, okay. I literally auditioned for Anison commercials <laughs> with more rigorous audition process <laughs> than MTV. You know, you'd get callbacks and callbacks and put on hold right. and maybe they'll take you. And, yeah. you know, MTV was like one audition call. And it's so funny that that, that, that so one audition carries us forward to where we are today. Yes. Still. And the way they offered me the job, it's so mean when I think about it. They're like, okay, here's this, you know, 21 year old girl sitting there. How would you like to have a job? Flying around the country, interviewing rock stars, going to concerts, and being on TV. And I'm like, um, where, can I, where can I sign? I want that sign? job right now. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, you know, no wonder I got paid the least of anybody because I was like, I'll take it. I don't care what it is. I'll take it. There was not favored nations among you, the five of you? Not at that point? Uh, there was favored nations. Mark was the most favored. <laughs> <laughs> Now, okay, but if you were 21, I read in one of the books that your dad had to sign. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a lawyer. Oh. I, didn't, I wasn't in showbiz. And I'm like, well, they're like, well, have your lawyer call. Of course, they knew. They had to know I didn't have a lawyer. But I was like, well, my dad, my dad. And then <laughs> I was like, I called and he was like out to lunch. And I called my stepmother. And I'm like, oh, my God. I can't find out. What should I do? And she's like, well, just have them sign a proxy cons- uh, contract. And I'm like, can you guys sign something before my dad gets back from lunch? I'm afraid you'll change your mind. Were, oh, my gosh. Now, at the time, were they were they casting types? Like, did they want 
did they want like a girl next door type? And then did they want someone who looked more like a rocker chick and black guy, white guy, blonde? I don't actually know the answer mm-hmm. to that question, but I would think. Because when you look at the book cover seems, here, it looks like they were like, yeah. other than having like a. It's the yeah. mod squad expanded. Yeah. Just other than having perfect. a black woman, which they probably should have, they, it looks like everything's kind of covered. On yeah. This yeah. It was yeah. a nice mix. Yeah, it, it was. was. A nice a really mix, mix of personalities. And how soon before you started to realize, oh, this is a thing? It was a long time. I mean, I didn't quit my job as a receptionist at my dorm for quite a while because I was like, oh, I don't know. Wow. Well, that was actually, that was actually smart. Third and 10th. This is like, I'm not sure. I'm going to keep my job at Weinstein dorm handing out <gasps> toilet paper because I don't know how far this is going to go. Um, so eventually I did quit Weinstein. Um, <laughs> did you ever get noticed at Weinstein? Did someone ever go, hey, wait a minute. I just saw you. I just saw you. No, on because TV. we weren't Still, in Manhattan at none. that time. Okay. But um, Weinstein, the home of Rick Rubin and uh, the, where Def Jam Records was formed. But um, so, uh, it so yeah, until, how long? How long? You know, we would travel. Okay, and then oh, oh, I can tell you when how one of our first inklings. You know, MTV was notoriously cheap in the early days because mm-hmm. it was a startup company. I'm not you <laughs> right. know, in the no early dis- days. No dissing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, I'm kidding. MTV. She's totally kidding. I mean, they paid tons. Oh though, my gosh, right? so I much mean, money. Everyone knows. Legendary. <laughs> um, so. We would, if we were going to a concert at, say, Brendan Byrne Arena, we're going to see Judas Priest, they would tell us that we could rent a car and drive to Brendan Byrne Arena. So I, being the youngest and the one who was, I'll do it. I want to spend time with my VJs. Um, I would go rent a car at Hertz Rent-A-Car, like a Ford Tempo. I would drive around Manhattan picking up all the <gasps> DJs. We didn't have cell phones at that time. You know, that meant I had to get out. Ding, 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 ding. Al, Come on down. Oh, God, I'm double parked. Please come down quickly. Let me, I want to see if I can guess the configuration in that car. You know, I wish I knew more than anything. I love. I would think you're driving. Oh, for the, oh, for a photo. JJ is, he's, he's, he's he's in the the front seat. Absolutely. Yeah. Nina's in the middle in the back. Yeah. Because she's a tiny lady. Yeah. And then the guys. Yeah. I got to imagine that's how that went. Here's my question. You, you audition, you get the job. How long after you get the job until you're actually on the air? Uh, I probably got the job like July, I'm guessing, 13th, mm-hmm. 14th, and then was on the air August 1st. But it's like two weeks. But some people had been there. I mean, the people who were starting mm-hmm. MTV, I see you've got the I Want My MTV book. You kind of read the backstory of, I mean, this was years in the making. Yes. This is a yeah. dream, a vision. You Michael know, Nesmith is involved. Michael Nesmith <laughs> is involved. I always say that us VJs are the flags planted atop a mountain of visionaries. <laughs> and how aware how aware were you of any of the business kind of stuff? I'm assuming not at all. Basically not at okay. all. But I'm kind of that type. Like somebody will say to me, uh, what bank do you guys use? I'm like, uh... I don't know. I just opened my husband's wallet and I got some money. That's all I know. I, I'm, I'm not good with all that. Okay. So um, it's starting to be successful. More markets are carrying you guys. And now they, you're interviewing. I want to get to like the interviewing these people. Well, before we do that, oh, if oh, I can interrupt, yes, I want to get to, I want to get to day one, August 1st, 1981. Oh, yes. And MTV uh, debuts. 
And the first video that we see is... Ah, uh, yes, the music. Is, yeah, it'd be nice to have some music. Yes. Is this one. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. <laughs> is, that what the, is that what the first thing they said? That's nice. Do you know who introduced this video? It was, just went right after the blast off. It just off. went right, okay. I heard you on the wireless back in... I cannot... Should we be talking or should we be... No, we can talk. No, yeah, we can talk. I can't hear this song without getting like a lump in my throat and chills. And I'm, really... I'm going to play it till the end. I'm going to see if you cry. <laughs> I want to get you to cry. If I worked it, I probably could. I mean, this, somebody wrote to me the other day and said, I can't take it when I see 80s on 8. I see video killed the radio star in 1979 and it really bugs me. I'm like, okay, look. It was released in, you know, the late 70s. It's true. It's still kind of charting in 1980, but... Regardless, right. it gets special dispensation. It's our baby. Yes. We will always play. And that's that's Trevor Horn, who went on to uh, great things as a producer. Also went on to sing for Yes for an album. And it's Jeff Downs on keyboards, who is in Yes now, and he's in Asia now. So uh, some talented guys behind that. Do you remember, if I give you a quiz, will you remember? And they had no idea. They were like... They got like a call saying, hey, you know, that video you guys made a couple of years ago, because over there they made videos all the time. Uh, they played it on this weird thing over there. And they're like, oh, they're like, oh, really? What? They had no. And now, of course, it's it's legendary. But they yes. had no idea that they were participating in launching a video music revolution. And it's, it's like oh it's like God. the perfect. It's like the. <laughs> It's like the perfect song, too. I mean, who who, who even knew there was a video killed the radio star? Yeah. It's now, unbelievable. Now they should have a song about iTunes killing the radio. There's always somebody right. killing it's somebody. iTunes killing someone. That's the song I'm going to write. Do you, know, uh, <laughs> do you know what the second song played was? I do. Are you kidding? Let's ask Christy Stratton. Oh, I know what it is. What Pat is Benatar, it, Christy? you better run. Yes. <laughs> and she still has that striped shirt. <gasps> She's got it. It's a, sh- it's a shame that she doesn't have a better singing voice, though, right? I know, right? She could have, she could have gone somewhere. Yeah. Let's and you know what? Bit. Next time she plays at the Canyon Club, have Oh, I've seen her. Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. One and of, they're still together, those two. Yeah. And he, and two crazy kids. Yeah. <laughs> that guy looks great. She looks great. Um, one of my hobbies, Martha, is that um, I, uh, I buy vinyl, and then I get it autographed, and then I pop it in a frame. And I hang it up on my wall. And I have about 100 of these. Wow. I have Springsteen, Roger Daltrey, Ray Davies, Chrissy Hine, just tons and tons of people. And there's only one person who refuses to sign my vinyl. Really? Why yeah. do you think? Do you know who it is? I'm guessing Pat Benatar. It's Pat Benatar. <laughs> I don't know guessing. why. I don't know why. The, the two times that I've been face-to-face with her, and, and also Neil Geraldo, yes. um, it's just been me. I'm, no, look at me. I'm, un, I'm unassuming. I don't look like a total freaky person, do I? Well, oh, okay. no, I'm Maybe You're adorable, Pat. Go on. But I, I, the last time I, I was in, I, I was face to face. I said, uh, "Hey, Pat, could I get a signature?" This was right after her book came out, which I read, and in her. And is this where you? Um, hot and sweaty after you've been chasing her down the street. No, 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 no. I was. It was at the Canyon Club. I was just and out you back outside. Yourself in front of the car. No. I was a safe distance from her vehicle. And she says, she goes, sure, just let me get in here for a second. <gasps> so I thought she was going to get in and then like roll down the window and call, and she gets in nothing. Nope, wow. nothing. So then Neil. I why. I don't know. And Maybe then, she forgot. <sighs> she forgot. And she then forgot. Neil Geraldo comes down and I say, uh, hey, Neil, can I get a signature? And he says, this is a quote. I'm quoting. 
quotation marks. He says, Aw, buddy, I can't do that. Hmm. Interesting. In her book that I had just read, <laughs> Pat says, I love my fans and do anything for my fans. Well, no, you won't. Wow. No. Well, you should have asked her for some sex. <laughs> Maybe she would have done that. <laughs> she does. She only uses that as a weapon. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, nice. now this is a, this is a really tough question. Oh, gosh. and then we'll move on with Martha. The third Martha. You know, Martha is like out. her uh, trivia and all of this. This is her. Well, she's going to know this. Okay, but oh, this is God. A, now the pressure's on. No, I'm not going to know. This is my nightmare. This is no. This is easy. Oh. This, I'm still in an order. I'm, I'm just the third song played on MTV. Do you know what that was? Ah, oh, you know that's a great. It's a big artist. He's 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 Todd Rundgren. Time he, heals. Nope. He's a uh, Rod Stewart. Yes, it's a Rod Stewart video. Which one? Uh, it's such a weird. Vi- it's it's. Uh, she won't dance with me. Here, let's listen oh, to it. I don't even think I know that song. I know. He says the f word in it. It's pretty good. I like it. It's a good dance. I mean, a good dance. A good song. <laughs> f word. <gasps> I wonder if I'm too that. I don't know. Like it. It's a good song, and I guess Rod was played like sixteen times yeah, he the was first the day. Most played artist, but, so but there funny. was a lot of very odd, like Cliff Richard was yeah, in yeah, the yeah. first, you know, hundred videos mm-hmm. because you know we didn't have very many videos, and they made them over in England. Right. So we were playing all these sort of odd artists that now you go back and look, you know, uh, PhD. You know, all yeah. these kind of I couldn't even find that song anywhere. It's not on iTunes. It I couldn't find it anywhere. Find. We actually do have an MP3 because I one time did a show where I recreated the first hour. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that is. And somehow I got that MP3. I don't re- even remember how. Maybe we just ripped it off YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, in the book it has the gentleman's name and then PhD, and I'm yeah. like, oh, so this, and then I kept rereading the you thing. You thought and he I'm had like, a PhD? Oh, I see. I couldn't understand, and like, oh, I think that's the name of the band. <laughs> the band PhD. Um, so what, your first day on the job, uh, how, how long did you, like, because it wasn't in real time, you weren't there while they played the videos, you, rec- you just taped all your stuff, and then they just edited the videos in. And you went to the dorm and did her shift there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But your first day, how long? How long did you work? Do you know what your? How long were you there recording? Gosh, I just know that in the beginning, it was not a well-oiled machine. We had a <laughs> whole day that we recorded and got calls at like eleven o'clock at night. Oh my God, the mics weren't working, <gasps> so we all had to go back in the middle of the night and re-record. You know what we had done it, and we were there for just hours because, you know, we just it wasn't a well-oiled machine. We would literally go Mark, Martha, Nina, JJ, mm. Al, whatever, and we, it wasn't until years that they got the idea to go. Well, wait a minute. Why don't we just do Martha, Martha, Al, Al? <laughs> you know. What, why right, everybody yeah. was still of the radio frame of mind right. and it was so much better that way because we all were around each other all the time we were interacting with each other it was such a family i mean you were saying earlier it was such a nice mix we're still so super close you know miss jj every day right. but MTV did assemble an amazing group yes because we're still so close and together and I remember, I remember when I would watch when I was in high school, and uh, again, just just from I, I would judge a book by its cover. Like everyone, like I thought, I thought Nina was just like, oh, she's the party girl. She is the bad girl, definitely. But she's not at no, all. No, and like, she's, she's not. not. No, right? But th- when you know the 
punky hair and, and the clothing and you're just like, oh yeah, that's the girl. That's the girl who's going to do some stuff. <laughs> I'm being honest. This is me oh, as a teenager. Okay, okay. And I thought Mark was just, I thought he was kind of... I don't know, kind of pompous and arrogant. Even back then, there I thought that. There was something for everyone. There was yes, something for is everyone. That's what we're saying. And yeah. you, and then <laughs> yes. I, you, you, without I thought, insulting Mark Goodman. I'm not, I'm not saying he was that way. I'm saying this is my first impression. I thought Alan Hunter was really funny, but then I thought, oh, but that might get annoying after a while. But uh, <laughs> so, were you choosing a partner? Or <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. No, uh, but here's a question: like, because you did it that way, when did you get to see the videos? Like, did you get to see we them? We had them. We like had them chucked down in an mm. office. Office. Actually, it was Mark Goodman who was like, "Hey, we got to see the, you know, we got to see what we're talking about up there in the office. You know, you're having like video parties, and we're down here in the in the trenches, and we you got to get them down here." And he whipped things into shape pretty quickly. Oh, that's good. Okay. Them. But there were times when you know there would be a world premiere video, and they would send it right out to the satellite uplink center and we'd be going hey there's the latest from the rolling stones like praying that there weren't babies decapitated at the end we're like that's a good one you know devastation nuclear yeah wipe out do you remember um do you remember any videos that you saw and you were just like oh my god this is not a good video um not in particular i I remember seeing some that you know eurythmic sweet dreams we were all just like (sighs) yeah freaking out just like watching it over and over and over again um i remember seeing michael jackson's billy jean for the first time and you know there's a big controversy didn't play black artists i don't particularly subscribe to that theory everybody that started mtv mm-hmm. was from rock and roll radio that's that was our sensibility right. and so we were like this is a you know he's it's too pop you know yeah. we wouldn't have played a lot of stuff that that was on the charts at that time you know we'd never play say gloria stefan or something like right. that um <clears throat> but you're like, oh God, it's too pop, it's too pop. But ultimately, it turned out that that we did, and that that broke the doors open for the widening of the MTV format. And didn't um, didn't uh, in the book doesn't David Bowie? Um, yeah, I thought that was really crappy. I didn't like that he did that. Yeah. Wait, remind me. What- he aco- he accosted Mark Goodman and said, "Why don't you guys play black videos?" And I, I don't remember the whole context right. of the the conversation, um, but. I he knew that Mark was not an executive. It was mm-hmm. not really. It was fun to do it on camera, but that wasn't a right thing to do. I would have. I, I would love to. Uh, I would love to see that clip now because I, I, I feel like I, feel, I don't know. I feel like Mark Goodman would be the guy that could would could handle himself. You know what I mean? Like, but maybe he didn't because it was really he was on a question the for the executives, right? You know, it wasn't a question. Maybe that's what he's. That, maybe he that told would him be that. like you know yeah. going up to. Um, I don't know, Rick D's and saying, why does Clear Channel, you know, whatever. I'm totally making it up. Right, right. No, I know. I understand what you're saying. Um, but then, I, and was it true? Was it, it was it true that uh, uh, Michael Jackson wasn't going to get played and then Columbia Records? I've read that. Yeah, now, that's what I read in now. Retrospect. I it's a great story if it's if, true. If they did do that, I don't blame them. They're probably like, hey, you guys got to play this. We spent tons of money. This, this, this act is going to bust open we need you to help us i don't blame them for doing it yeah. it's the right thing for them to do so, uh, you know yeah what the story is whether it's true or not is that the columbia said well if you're not going to play this then we don't want you to play any of right, our we'll videos pull all the other and then once i guess mtv found out how many videos and how many artists that really was under that umbrella they were like uh yeah we're gonna play it i think we'll play it yeah and we were actually ecstatic when that went on because we'd all seen the video mm-hmm. and it was i mean that billy jean 
video was just like insane. We were ecstatic. We mm -hmm. really felt like, I mean, I guess I wasn't aware of all those business dealings because I was like, yes, art triumphs format. Yay. <laughs> so we were all ecstatic that it, that it, it aired. When, it, I was in, when I was in college, I was Tiffany and um, that was my radio name. And I had a radio show called Getaway, which was all, um, <laughs> I was all urban um, Did you have music. a last name? Did Tiffany have a no, last name? No, it was just, just you were just Tiffany. Tiffany. I was a trendsetter. Can I tell you? I bet you anything. Madonna heard Tiffany. All mm. of a sudden, it's Madonna, just Madonna. Okay, that's okay. right. Uh huh. I'm just saying because this was like 1979. Right. I think Madonna was a WNYU fan and heard <laughs> Tiffany. It's possible. And you know how who else could have heard, heard it is Tiffany. Tiffany, well, yeah. Who was way early on the Tiffany tip? Hell, oh, that's all I'm saying. So, did you? Did, you just wanted to care. Did you think Martha? Because Martha is a very, it's a very old-fashioned name. You don't even hear it that much even today. There's no. Martha's. I'm always trying to get people to name their kids Martha. They're pregnant. It's a girl. I'm like Martha. People are like, yeah, we're thinking Hannah. I bet, like, I bet you can't find Martha on one of those Coke cans Never. right now. Never. <laughs> License plates. Nothing. So sad. My wife's name's Pilar. It's the same thing. Can't I find it. I know a Pilar, a little girl. Pilar, a 16 year old. That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Um, so, uh, but then, so, so Billy Jean, and then after that, beat it, and that's totally rock. Yeah. She's got Eddie Van Halen on it. So yeah. then MTV, the execs are probably yeah, like, great. we did a great thing. We found this Michael Jackson guy. He was floundering. Yeah. And I can remember like Herbie Hancock and, and Rockwell and, and, yeah. um, um, uh, uh, Stevie Wonder. I can remember there was. I can remember those videos. Yeah, I, I never. I'm really I, glad that you moved on from Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson. <laughs> when I hear his name, I get sick to my stomach because. Well, I got to be honest with you. I have this argument all the time with people. When I think when someone says Michael Jackson, music is not the first thing that I think yeah. of. You had the same experience. He gave you a beat it jacket, and you don't know what you did with it. No. <laughs> Exactly. No. That's oh. exact. Did, oh. So, the, you want to think about? Please, please. The jacket. Oh. The JJ. I'm, I'm sick about it. The jacket. The, JJ would wear the jacket, though, right? We all did. Are you kidding? You Michael wore the Jackson. I don't believe that Mark Goodman ever put that jacket on. Ah, I'm sure he did. Oh my God! What? What did I do with it? Where? It, it could be in a box somewhere. Maybe. I Maybe. Still there unpacked. Was a period of time when I said to Alan Hunter, "I go, oh, what am I going to do with this old MTV stuff? I, I think I'm just going to toss it." And he was like, no, God, save it. So I did save a bunch of it, but a lot of it I got rid of. I'm like what? Stupid. Like what? The Michael Jackson beat it jacket. Okay. Numero uno. And it wasn't like a, a mock-up. It was like the real deal. It was well, like a real leather, leather made, jacket. You know, he had some made and sent them to okay. us. So it wasn't the one he wore in the video. Uh, but Tina Turner sent me the dress that she wore in the private dancer video. And see why? another another black artist that was played on it. Yes, 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 yes. Let's why hear. Why didn't Pointer I sisters? save the <gasps> letter? Oh, oh, why didn't I say? I was because you're young. Do you have the dress? You still have the dress? I sent the dress to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, good for you. That is nice. Because um, if it was here, I was going to ask you to go put it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's hear a little bit of this private dancer. Very good. <gasps> My mom had this tape, and uh, I didn't realize it's kind of creepy. I find this yeah, creepy, it is creepy a song. Creepy. You don't think of them as human. <laughs> you don't think of them at all. And didn't you think you keep your mind on the money? Back and she's so old. I know, but she's probably forty-two, maybe, right? At most. 
I want Christy to get up and dance. <laughs> She's doing it, ladies and gentlemen. Channeling Tina Turner. Yeah, a couple of years before this comeback, I, I saw Lionel Richie, and uh, Tina was his uh, opening act, but she had not come back. I mean, she was amazing, but she had not had this big yeah. resurgence yet. Yeah, and then, there was that. Then it was like, boom, there she is. Of time. Well, before that, though, wasn't the, the first VMAs, wasn't that before that? Or was that around that time? I want to hear about the Video Music Awards and all you guys and the whole nine and Madonna (laughs) and just how that whole day, what that whole day was like. The very first one? Yes. It was so completely, I mean, I sound like a dork and I'm like, it was so completely awesome. But, you know, that was a period of time when we were living and Mm. breathing the mission of MTV and we were battling for years and years people saying it'll never last which ultimately you know ultimately turned out to be true but at that time we were like no this is you know we fully believed in the world of rock and roll and we were taking the world by storm and people were slowly believing in us and we were still you know sparkly and bright and enthusiastic about about this brand new way to expose the world to more and more great music but when, you're that age. When people said that, they, they meant like, oh, this will be over in a, in, a, in a, um, couple months or a year. That's what they meant. So it, it, yeah, and they, who's they, going to watch videos right. over and over oh, and over? That mom, was a common question. My mom would That's come hilarious. in. My mom would come in the, the living room, and my friends and I would just be sitting, just watching it, and she'd yeah. be like, oh, this crazy MTV. This is ridiculous. Hours. You hours. 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 Oh, I'll just watch one more. I'll yeah. just watch one more. Yes. I'll just watch one more. Or you'd see something new and you're like, I, I keep watching because I got to see that again. Because v- it wasn't like VCR. Yeah. Everyone didn't have a VCR. You just couldn't no. tape the videos. Oh. And But I remember, I, I, exa- I just, I remember where I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And I can remember Madonna. And I'm like, is she saying like a virgin? I just, I kept thinking, she's not saying what I think she's saying. Is she? She can't be. Like, I was like, whoa. Rod it was... Stewart said the F word, the third song played. So, of course, she's singing <laughs> I mean, like a virgin. I, 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 yes, but it was just that whole, like, not only was it music, and it, but it was, like, cool and edgy and, mm. you know, and then the whole kiss un- unmasking, that was a whole thing. You know, you can find that on YouTube. It's so brilliant. <laughs> it is just so brilliant. I, but, you know, that Video Music Award ceremony is the first time like the whole industry turned out i'm yeah. sure that they had like called in like every favor in the book to <laughs> fill it with music industry heavyweights and we really felt like you know beyond just excited validated like yes we are you know we are something we are contenders you know we were just very very excited was it hard to um was it hard to uh, uh not be a fan when you would when you would meet these people because you're young, you were young. I never am not a fan. I don't have that ability. Oh, you're not a fan of, of rock stars. I'm only a fan. Oh, you're I only a fan. Okay. I'm never not a fan. Okay. I don't. Ha- I'm not cool. Yeah. Right. I don't have Please that ability. Please tell the David Lee Roth story. Well, from the book, it's my favorite story. Case in point. Um, David Lee Roth. You know, I grew up in Westchester, New York, where Van Halen, Van Halen, Blue Oyster Cult. Twisted Sister, Foreigner. I mean, that was Westchester. <laughs> um, so, you know, when I knew I was going to interview David Lee Roth, I was like, okay, 
my head is exploding. Everybody in Austin is going to be so jealous. And I, you know, really felt like I was going to be the one that would break through David Lee Roth's glib exterior. Mm-hmm. He was going to see how much I got him. <laughs> yes. I would break him down. Nope. And probably he'd carry me out of the studio. I'd never come back. Uh-huh. And he would realize that I was so meant for him because I totally got him and you know, it was going to be Mrs. David Lee Roth, which it was a theme throughout the book. Somebody pointed out to me that I was constantly saying, I'm going to be Mrs. So-and-so, <laughs> but you know, Hey, that's what you get when you're a young girl. But, uh, David comes in and I'm, I'm like, you know, so who are your, you know, super, super, super serious. Like I was interviewing, you know, Vladimir Putin and I'm like is that a person Vladimir Putin I think so yes. is, uh-huh. is he promoting his uh, solo EP at that time that just a gigolo crazy from no, the heat no 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 way earlier this really? must have been um, what was the record that came out before Diver it was probably Diver, Diver Down, Down or Women 1984 in- no it was, it was uh, Fair was, Warning Diver Down fair and then 1984 warning. it could have been Fair Warning okay um, I, I'm not sure if it was Diver Down or Fair Warning but one of the two so um so he comes in and uh, I'm like, so who are your influences? He's like, I don't have any influences, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all I do is listen to Jimmy Webb. And I'm like, so you do have influences. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah. And I actually, I used to think that that was a horrible interview, but now I've gone back and watched it and felt like, oh, you know, I kind of held my own. But um, yeah, I was not going to, he was like, hey, you know what? You can, you can, what was it? He goes, you can have a great time without ever smiling once. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Next question. So uh, I was like, I didn't get the, the beauty of David Lee Roth. You get in there, you play tennis mm-hmm. with him. You yeah. don't try to always stop the ball. Wouldn't you like to now, though, have him sit down and do like a real interview? Now, he's in his 60s. I would love it. I would love nothing more than to sit down with David Lee Roth. I would love it. I mean, I, I just. He doesn't I give can a st- see that you have the same desire that I have, <laughs> which was because you're feeling like you just want to see what's underneath. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun to have your clown makeup on, but take it off and right? let me know what you're up to. Yeah. Speaking of clowns and taking makeup off, she had mentioned <gasps> Kiss being oh, unmasked on yes. there, which is funny to me back then because. Really, only Gene and Paul were the original guys. So unmasking those other two guys was like, <laughs> all right, Vinny and Eric Carr. But now you went on a date with Paul Stanley. Oh, I, okay. Let's. I I won't say a date. Okay. I went out with Paul Stanley. Okay. Now, just, did he ask you to go out? He yes, I would did, assume that that's he, how did that he happened. pay. I would assume. Well, that's a date, Martha. I, we, I went, I, I always feel, this is the one thing I, I put in the book that I go, oh, maybe I shouldn't put this in the book. It's not a bad story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that we did go bowling. I, I mean, we were kind of all in New York at the same mm-hmm. time. You know, they were sort of around. So we yeah. would all sort of see each other. And um, I guess maybe after that unmasking yes. came about that we kind of got friendly. And actually... Paul and their manager, a guy named Howard Marks, had approached me and said they wanted to manage me. And I was like, oh, wow. What, like, what would that mean? You know, I went up to this big, giant office, big desk, you know, somewhere on Fifth Avenue or something. And they're like, well, we see you in, like, you know, leather outfits and stuff. And I'm like. <laughs> of course, Paul. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. That's great. Thanks. I'm, I, I'll totally get back to you on that. But I was like, okay, I 
can't handle all that. So, um, so we just went bowling, and Paul, I'm just gonna say, is very competitive uh, into having the scenario be correct and his assessment of the bowling alley after he rolled the ball, and he'll probably say this never <gasps> happened, and then I rolled and like threw a strike or something, and then he literally got down and like eyeballed the lane, like put his like face down at the tape and eyeballed the lane. Oh my god. <gasps> And said the lane was tilted and we had to switch lanes. And I was like, wow, he's really into bowling. So that's my positively story. It's not even that good a story. Let me tell you something. I I was out and I went went bowling with Martha Quinn. (laughs) And I would bowl spirits. She would bowl strike. So that's when I, I knew that the I knew that the floor was all messed up. It probably was, let's be fair. Really though, really. It probably was. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. It was pretty wild. That's how competitive that guy is. But God bless him. I mean, have you ever seen such a business model? No. Literally. No. Yeah. Have you ever seen such a business model? Laugh all you I, want. I, I'm you, with you. Football team, caskets, I, they've got it all. You show You show a picture to anyone of kiss and makeup and they might not know who those individual people are but i think no matter what age you are if you're living and breathing on the planet you'll go oh that's kiss of course yeah it's crazy yes yeah congratulations right yeah and what a great um longevity tool i wish i had thought of that because then you never have to worry about you know you never have to worry about anything just giant star I just saw them. Do you them. think it's too late for me to adopt the kiss look? You might need to contact Howard Marks and Paul <laughs> yeah. Stanley, and they might get you. I'm a, rethinking. Yeah, but you uh, could have your own, like a yeah, have a circle or, and then a square. Something like just be like a musical note and a smiley <laughs> oh, there face. You go. That would be me. Yeah, uh, I just saw them at the forum, and when they're on stage with that makeup on, it looks exactly like they looked back in the day. Do you think it's really them? It. What? Yes, it's them. Yeah. What? At least the other two guys, right? Yeah, yeah, well, the, yeah. The other two guys. They, they all look good. They all look great. That's why like Danger Mouse on. has such a what a genius idea that is. Mm-hmm. Just wear a whole giant mouse head. <laughs> now that's yeah. thinking. That's that when you thinking. you don't have to show up. Then you can yeah. send someone you, in your that place. Is thinking. Um, well, where what the, the, your uh, your first interview was was at Hall and Oates. Daryl Hall and John Oates, they came to me and said, okay, it's time for you to do interviews. How about Daryl Hall and John Oates? And this is when the Voices album was huge. I had my own personal copy that I would listen to in my Weinstein dorm. And I'm like, oh, my God. Don't you think you should give me like an an intro artist or something? Like mm. somebody who doesn't have a record deal or a hit on the charts? And they're like, no, no, you're going to interview Hall and Oates. And- Let's hear a little bit real quick. Then we'll jump back into Martha. But this this is my favorite Hall and Oates How album. How great is this? Voices is so amazing, great. top to bottom. So great. I like that John Oates sings the first song on the album, too, which was a well, gift I from Daryl. These background vocals yeah. are insane. And I love his. I love when he sings lead too. I mean, yeah. I, I, to me, I, that mustache. Yeah, I mean, one one doesn't seem more accessible than the other to my ears. I think they're both amazing lead vocalists. I mean, of course, Daryl Hall can sing the higher things and the more you know. But 
but I think they're I think they're great. I love John Oates' solo voice, singing voice. Hello, hi, I'm here. <laughs> How are you? Um, so now, back then, you didn't, you couldn't. There was no internet. You couldn't Wikipedia oh stuff. Like when we came here, we could. I could type yeah. in Martha Quinn, and I could know when you were born and where you. Were. And for the most part, it would probably be pretty accurate. On Sirius XM, if we're playing Culture Club, I can find out what Boy George had for breakfast. Right. Yeah. So back then, what was the process to do research? You can't well, like, go to the library and get a Hall and Oates book at home and wait for your Billboard magazine to arrive or your. Oh. But what oh, if they're wait. not in it that week? Yeah, you have to just collect. We had stacks and stacks of Rolling Stones mm. and Billboard magazine and Cream and Kerrang! And oh, I loved Cream oh, magazine. I love Cream loved magazine. Cream magazine. Hit Parader, Hit Parader, Circus. All those. But you don't have an intern either, or do you, that you can say, hey, can you look through these and anything Hall & Oates? Rip it out. Or no, mark we it. didn't have anything like that. We, we were, it was all. I mean, we did our own makeup. We were like, you'd see JJ Jackson in there, you know, putting on his makeup, putting the star um, on. Yeah. Um, no, it would. Yeah, we would like go. We had tons of the rock and roll encyclopedia, mm-hmm. Lillian Roxon's um, encyclopedia, Trouser Press record guide. We had millions of books, biographies, magazines. I mean, just stacked yeah. floor to ceiling. I mean, an MTV came on for Hall and Oates. I mean, and Hall and Oates is a fixture on MTV for like four or five years straight. Like as soon as as soon as one hit would end an album, the next hit from the next album would come. It was just like a steady stream yeah. of Hall and Oates yeah, nonstop. Yeah, and they were huge in the seventies. So that yeah, was they a were big. That was a huge boon to them. It was a pretty great run they had. So yeah, what, they what, were lucky that they were handsome, right? Yes. That's true. I mean. Scorpions. Let's just say that. What? 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 All right, go on. You don't think that you don't think Klaus Mina is? I don't think Klaus Mina is handsome. But let me just say this. I say that. But what I found interesting is the best looking guys from the time Uh aren't the ones that age the best. Like your Getty Lees. Getty Lee looks great. Looks better now. It's very interesting, I find. I'm not going to, because I don't want to insult people, but I find that those, you know, those guys that it were sounds like you like, want to you want to dish some dirt. No, 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 no. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Who do you think was good looking then? Who hasn't aged well? Robert Plant. Oh, Robert Plant. Who rough. knew that John Paul Jones was going to end up being the hottie of the band? Yeah, he looks great. Who he he's handsome. Yes, I'm he's, just saying. He's handsome. He looks good. He's thin and fit, and the nice short cropped just hair. The, 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 I wonder why. I don't know. I don't know. It is weird. And then we were speaking of someone before who I thought has... um, Anyway, it's very interesting to me how that is. But, okay. I like when you speak in code. I'm going to say one word and you're going to go, oh, held up, major. Okay, let's hear it. Ready for my one word? Rick. Springfield. Held up. Really? What? That's Uh who I was talking about, Martha. Are you kidding uh, maybe it's just the choice of Are like the. Are you kidding me? He looks so. Does he? I think he looks okay. so good. You don't okay. Well, think you've so? probably seen him up close. I've just no, seen no. pictures where I'm like. Well, I recently saw him up close because I got him to sign an album. And what did you think? I think he uh, looks really good. He's well, fit. The body's terrific. Yeah, super fit, fit. And the hair's terrific. I think there might be a little tweaking to the face that might not have gone oh, quite right. No. Just a little bit. But See, um, that's always that's playing with fire. I agree. Fire. Especially when you're Rick Springfield, don't play with fire. Right. Do right. not. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Jenner will be the first one to tell right. you that. How, and speaking of Bruce, how great does Bruce Springsteen look? Yeah, he's he one of those ones. Really that, good. Looks, yeah, I mean, he I've, was good looking then and is good looking now. But that's there's like true. pictures of Bruce on the beach in his swimsuit, and I'm like, I, that, I don't look 
that like that now is there hope yeah he looks pretty good yeah um can can we get to Ann the and next nancy thing? wilson wanna... look amazing amazing um just amazing good oh. what do you, what do you oh, i was say? just gonna jump to live aid please i that whole thing i can remember me too the Australian one was on pre-dawn in Forward, Texas, and I just, I remember them, my parents letting me just sleep down there so that I could turn it on at whatever, three in the morning. I didn't know, there wasn't anyone on the Australian one. What do you mean sleep I, down there? Sleep down, downstairs, where, downstairs. where the TV is? Yes, well, downstairs. down under. Maybe you were down under. We, no. And like turning it on the, de- like in the pre-dawn, watching these bands, I didn't, Autograph, maybe being one of them. What was the name of the band that had the singer Alan Fryer? Alan Fry? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, That's not not Spandau Ballet. That's not their singer, Alan Fry. No, I'm thinking of Martin Fry from ABC. Where's my glasses? Forget it. Did I take off my glasses? No, yes, they're, right they're right there. there. They're right there. Oh, it's all right. They're on the red keyboard. But it was just just watching it was a thing. And all day long, what I couldn't be there for, I would start the VCR and then I'd go and do whatever and I'd come back and stuff. Like- we were on vacation in Ocean City, Maryland, and my parents were so mad at me because I kept running up to the room and then but staying up there and then my mom would go, we're on vacation. Yeah. Come down to the beach with your cousins and have fun. And I'm like, this... Is once this is not uh, going to happen again. This is once. Yeah, and that was right. It was right. nothing like that. And I remember just just not going down. It was you embarrassed us today oh. with your shenanigans <laughs> because you had to see the Zeppelin. Yeah, and because not all of that stuff is on the DVDs. No, it's still not. Yeah, yeah. but it was, so you living through it. Oh, well, did you find give me give me stories? Give I me think everything. Live Aid was the pinnacle. Of MTV, mm. I think it was the you know every everything that arcs like the, um, Old Faithful. When it goes up, there's a point. There's a point where it reaches its tippy tippy top. There's a molecule that's the tippy top, and then it starts to come down. And I think Live Aid was mm. MTV Zenith. I think it was Rock and Roll Zenith, and I think Rock and Roll Zenith Zenithed. With Queen's performance at Live Aid. Yeah, well, I, I actually have. Beyond crazy, stunning, stunning, stunning. I mean, left the world. And, you know, they were not um, the global. Everybody, you know, they had kind of, they'd had obviously Bohemian Rhapsody, but they weren't right. on top of the world at that time. Because they had. They came out at Live Aid. They. They had it. Staked their claim. They restaked their claim, and yeah. everybody had their jaws dropping because they were coming off albums like Hot Space and some yeah, things, and it just didn't records, work that well. Yeah. yeah, so they were kind of in a in a different. You know, I saw them in the '70s at Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. where they were, you know, at the top, top, right. top, and then they did. They kind of slumped back down, and then at Live Aid, they they restaked their claim. The in band a of the day. Way. The band of the day. Everyone yeah. says that. Even yeah. everyone who played there says. Yeah, everybody who was there said, "Well, they've just they've they've done it." Let me jump to here's Freddie getting the getting. How many people were there, Martha? God, uh, in all watching or in RFK in, or? in the in the audience there at and, uh, in Philadelphia or where did the, where did, Wembley was the is that where Queen played in Wembley? Queen I played in Wembley. Okay. Yes, I, I'm going to say 120,000, but I I'm just I'm just guessing. Okay, so listen to what Freddie does with the hundred. Uh, oh yeah, I can barely get Martha to pay attention to me. Listen to what this <laughs> Freddie does here. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I just got chills. I know, it's crazy. It's just, it's just insane. Yeah, it's did insane. you meet? Did you ever get to meet them? I don't think so. I I don't think so. They were very good friends with JJ. Mm-hmm. So he always like he went to London for the for the you know for the Wembley mm-hmm. Live Aid. Um, I don't you know there were a lot of artists that would only talk to JJ. The guys in the Who, the guys in Led Zeppelin, um, they would only talk to JJ. Rod Stewart only talked to JJ. So I think that they were JJ people, and we were all peons. Which, by the way, is a correct assessment. So I was okay. Did it ever change as as you guys started to become more and more popular? Because um, for me, you you were the you yeah. became well, the most popular yes. DJ. Here's the you thing. were the queen of the Even, DJs. <laughs> Even before MTV, JJ was really legendary yeah, in he rock was and roll. In. I mean, he emceed Jimi Hendrix at the tea party up in Boston. He drove Led Zeppelin around in his beat up old station wagon. He helped Led Zeppelin credits JJ. Led Zeppelin credits JJ with helping launch them mm-hmm. in the United States. This is when they played the forum, they would do show you know, they would dedicate shows to JJ. I mean, he was instrumental. He's the guy who was the first guy to ever interview Bruce Springsteen on TV wow. out here in Los Angeles. He was already had, I mean, in a way, JJ being on MTV was like Jimi Hendrix opening for the monkeys. He was, he was almost too big I was perfect. I was right out of Weinstein, but JJ was already so legendary. And it did 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 you ever did now did JJ not think that MTV played enough black artists? Did he ever say anything like no, that? No, he you know, he he changed on that. In the beginning, he felt and I, and I'm this is again, this is not my favorite topic, but he uh in the beginning toted the this is rock radio mm-hmm. line because JJ as a you know, an African American, African American individual had yeah. always been in rock radio right. where they were playing artists like Led Zeppelin and Rod Stewart. And that's the music he liked, though. That's the music he liked. Um, whereas I, when I was in college radio, I was playing all urban music. <laughs> okay. um, well, t- Tiffany was playing. Tiffany was playing <laughs> all the way to the left and a little to the right. What was that? You were like eighty nine point one. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All the way to the left and a little to the right. Oh, my gosh. Um, that is m- magical. How dare you? Um, I would not let my daughter talk like that. On radio. <laughs> so, um, but then at some point he had a turnaround where he did feel like, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute. There's artists who are playing music similar to, I, 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 I can't say it correctly. Like, right. I know what you mean. Though. I, I, yeah. He so, had and then a turnaround. He, and then he was like, well, they should be. They should be yeah, playing there were these artists, artists that he did feel should be playing. Like, okay. if you're going to be Boy George singing like Smokey Robinson, right, then play or Smokey ABC Robinson, right? Singing what what Smokey sings, right. you know, what's the name? Yeah, of the song? yeah. Smokey sings, or when when Smokey, when Smokey sings. sings. Yes. Yeah. Why not play Smokey? Smokey so, right. So there. So eventually, JJ starts to feel like, well, wait a second, it's it's not adding up. Yeah, um, and it, it was music television. It wasn't rock television. It wasn't rap television. It well, was, that it evolved music. into that. I think. Yeah. Right. I mean, really. That's kind of, it started out as, as, you know, the first words that launched MTV were, ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Right. That's really what was on everybody's mind. But we know now all these years later that rock and roll, many things can be 
under rock and roll. Yeah, but come on, we weren't playing Buddy Guy, you know. Well, that's true. Under that, you know, then we should have been playing, you know, Howlin' Wolf. But well, if we Howlin' Wolf that. had a hot video, I'd sure <laughs> as hell put it on. But it's interesting, like as a viewer. I had no idea that 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 he came with that kind of and in the early 2000s I got really into Led Zeppelin I was reading like um uh, Hammer of the Gods and mm. some of the and it would mention this JJ Jackson and I'm like oh that's interesting there was a VJ named JJ Jackson yeah. right. not dawning on me that it was the same yes. dude mm. amazing because, right first of all because he looked you know the same age I mean he, to me he doesn't look any older but he was quite a bit older yeah than and you honestly guys. i didn't really realize the magnitude mm-hmm. of you know when i was there i didn't realize the magnitude of the magnitude of jj's past and i i feel badly about that that i didn't fully know you know but I was you just were like, young and you didn't have the internet internet. i didn't and know. you you know it now and and you yeah. and you tout it as much as yeah you, every chance you get i do tout it every and, chance and he I was get. Uh, he was always so unassuming to me he was just kind yeah. of just yeah. so smooth and just like hey here's this and coming up it's gonna be that and yeah. it was just like it was just like you just felt kind of relaxed when he was on you know what i mean yes and okay so it's starting to become successful mtv and you guys are like you know, uh, uh, I'm uh, guessing that you're getting some male fans that may or may not have been creepy at the time. What did you how did you feel about all the attention um, towards you? Let me when think. you started to become famous young girl getting tons of letters. <laughs> how did I feel? <laughs> I, you know, it was super fun. It was Gavin Edwards, who co-wrote our book, said it's like we were for a brief shining moment in time, we're at the center of the universe. And I, I really feel like, you know, it's like somebody says to Buzz Aldrin, well, where are you going to go from here now that, you know, you were the first guy on the moon or whatever. And it's like, can you ever do something as amazing? Answer? No. <laughs> no. You got to just spend the rest of your life being happy that you were there. That's all yeah. there is to it. There's nowhere to go from there. There's a there's a really funny comedian. Maybe you know of him. His name is Brian Regan, and he oh. he tells it. He tells one of his jokes is if you if you if you're an astronaut and you've been on the moon, you can be at any party, and it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. what anyone is saying. <laughs> you just go let, let let him keep going. I'm going to go in here in a minute and, and put an end to this story. And then he just walks up and goes, "Yeah, I walked on the moon." Yeah. <laughs> just like it's like you can't top that. Yeah. But really, no creepy advances. Nothing that made you... Oh, I'm you... sure she had creepy well, advances had some, from like, rock some, stars, probably. Some, <gasps> some weird uh, letters that went awry, and, but, you know... But you never had to have a restraining order or security? I you have to have private did security? have to have security and a restraining order. So oh, that's, how I, that's okay. another reason why we're, you know... You're a tiny, you're a tiny person. Dogs and... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And so that run, how did... So once you guys... Live Aid happened, you're at this... In the center of this amazing, amazing thing. And was there anyone that you met at Live Aid that, that you hadn't met before that you were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened? Well, uh, we were just walking backstage and... and uh, I was just walking in the little backstage area and I see Jack Nicholson and like, you know, two bodyguards or whatever coming my way. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, that's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> and I said, I think I said, hey, Jack, I'm Martha Quinn. Cause at that time you could always pull out the MTV card. Right. And he was like, I know who you are. And I'm like, oh <laughs> my God, Jack Nicholson just said. And that would freak me out when people would say that, like, wow, somehow. I'm a little bit in Jack Nicholson's mm-hmm. consciousness. That's crazy. 
I would have loved for that guy. Remember that guy that camped out in Philadelphia and opened the show? Yes. And he played guitar. I would have loved to have like said that guy went on to become... But I don't know that yeah, he did. That, and that, we got to get on the internet yeah. on that one. I just, that was so neat. I thought that well, was such a cool story that, that like this dude was, just camped out and they let him open up the show. That was his 15 minutes. Uh, okay. That was his thing. He had it. Yeah. I mean, just he was like part walking of, on the moon. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know what? Pretty there much. You go, there you have it. Did uh, Ace hey, stood on the same stage as, uh, as uh, all those other bands? That's true. Right? I will say one thing about the Phil Collins thing. What, him flying from... Yes. He touched down in Philadelphia mm-hmm. during the Cars set. And I am like... So they cut oh, away. No. Did they cut they away? They cut away to a plane. <laughs> we don't need to see him. We want to see him when he's on stage because he's fantastic. Oh, that's right. funny. But I'm like, you have got to be kidding. You're going to cut away from mm-hmm. Ben Orr to see this wow. plane taxiing or whatever. <laughs> that's uh, anyway, funny. That's my own little personal... Like, I... I'm still mad about that. That's, that's the I'm kind saying. of... You want to be a rock star like Phil Collins because... Um, like when you look like when you look like Robert Plant did and you age, uh, but like Phil Collins always looks like Phil Collins. Yeah. Yes. No matter what age like he is, Lee. he always looks yes. like Phil Collins. Yes. <laughs> All those guys in Rush look amazing. They do look pretty great. Are they, they vegan or something? I'm wondering. Know. Yoga. Probably all that. I right? don't know. Uh, you're vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I read that on Wikipedia. There oh. you go. How long have you been vegetarian? Oh, gosh, like. 26 years, something like that. Is that because um, you, you love animals or you just don't want to put meat in your... What's the... What's the um, just all that, all those reasons. All those things. Yeah. Well, it's working. She has that's not a single say. like ounce of fat on her anywhere. No. Well, that's because we've been doing the Dr. Oz cleanse. <laughs> Still, I saw you and your husband. I don't know why you're doing this. But... The Vitamix has been worrying and like, you know, my kids are eating mm-hmm. burritos and my husband's just like, oh, it looks so good. Um, <laughs> um, mixing celery. What uh, I was going to ask you when you when you're out and about, you still look like Martha Quinn. Oh. I mean, you do. So, do you get recognized every once in a while? And, and oh, the best thing happened because my kids were there. We were coming out of. Uh, I was walking out of Star Trek, mm-hmm. Starbucks, Star Trek, Starbucks, <laughs> and uh, and I I saw these people walking in. I uh-huh. didn't think anything, and I got in the car, and then my kids got in the car after, mm-hmm. and they're like, they're like, oh. Those people were saying, oh, my God, that was Martha Quinn. Oh, my God, that was Martha Quinn. I was like, yes. Mom oh, still yeah, see, got mom it. Sti- I told you mom was cool. <laughs> they, they, have they, they've seen you've shown them old tapes and stuff. What do they yeah, think but, of it? I mean, that's, that would be like, you know, for our age, somebody showing us, you know, those old kinescopes. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, yes, yes. You know, I'm like, like can, oh yes, yes, yeah, yes. Or we like would, uh, the old newsreels that they showed in front of a movie. Yeah, I was all like choppy. Yeah. This was me, kids. Look at a big star. I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was trying to explain to my my 13 year old daughter. Like my my wife is like, Daddy's going to interview uh, this woman Martha Quinn, and it's really a big deal. And my daughter's like, Who is it? I'm like, It's this. She's on this book, and they're trying to. And it just uh, they don't. No. You, unless you've seen it or experienced it, you don't even understand what. It, what it's like but if you did like us it's a big deal that's a big it's a really big big deal deal. yeah now tell us so that you're riding a wave it's fun you're getting into it tell us about because i I just my husband wants to make sure that we talk about star shirts the world's greatest talent competition (laughs) so uh, going and and full house 
I need and to know Brady's. about Full Hello. House and the Brady's. So let's let's get from MTV to to that. So MTV, what happened was, you know. I guess it was the end of 1986 and Bob Pittman was leaving, you know, December 31st, his contract was up and I was thinking they're never going to get rid of me ever, 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 ever. I get the call. They're not picking up your contract. And I was like, (gasps) shocked. I was completely. Mm. And as I told you, Mm. I'm not good at business. I save like no money. I was like, she's doing this for free. Actually, I got to do this for free. No, I'm not. Oh. (laughs) Oh boy. And I was like completely in shock. And I just like literally within probably two weeks was on a plane to Los Angeles because I had already met my husband and I just completely relocated. I mean, my world just turned upside down. And uh, I mean, I was on unemployment praying nobody would recognize me standing there on the unemployment line. And eventually, I think I can't remember which came first, the Brady's or MTV eventually, um, MTV called me and said, mm-hmm. you know, we want to have you back. And that's that's like, you know, when a boyfriend that you just adore mm-hmm. breaks up with you and then he calls you, he wants you back. There's like a little bit of, you know, ven, you know, vengeful feeling. Like, yes. okay, well, this time you're going to pay me. And second of all, and did you, know, they? you feel incredibly validated. I They did amazing okay. by me. I was really... So lucky. And then when you go back, you're the only original back there at this time, or there's still time, some guys. I was the only original, yeah. So, so I so, kind of got to span, you know, not only the original years, but I span, you know, crossed over with Julie Brown and, and Kevin and Seal, Adam Kevin Curry, C- Adam Curry, and Ken Ober and Carolyn you know, Heldman. Uh, yeah, Carolyn, I didn't work with at the same time. Dweezil. Dweezil was sort of first generation. Right. Um, that guy still looks great. Yeah, yeah. Dweezil Zappa. Mm. Got Zappa. a man crush on that guy. Yeah. Um, so then, so you wanted to talk about Star Search? Well, yes. yeah, or how getting getting those things, getting to all these different things that you that you did. Well, it, and then and Star Search being one of them. Because Gary wrote on Star yes, Search. yes, and okay. I want to ask about Ed McMahon, and you know, it's that thing of wow, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And it was really hard um, trying to figure out what I was going to do. I did like weird infomercials like, oh, my God. I remember I was talking to a it was a billboard boxed set. And I was talking to an on-air interview with Paul Rogers, who was talking about, I believe it was Rick Gretsch or somebody. And he goes, he was in a band called Blind Faith. And I always remember this when I think of Paul Rogers. Because I want to say, do you think I don't know who Blind Faith is? faith is do you think they got someone in off the street to interview you that's it every time i hear paul rogers my blood still boils but um so you know i did a lot of little projects little things here and there trying to figure out what oh god what does a former mtv vj do i thought in my head that entertainment tonight was gonna kick off mary hart and i would have her job like but that so, makes that makes yeah, sense. It does you might make think sense. that. Yeah. It does make so, sense. Why, why, I couldn't believe that that just wasn't happening. Were, mm. Did you do any correspondent work for any of those? No, I just thought they'd call me. No, no. no. I, I, that is it is shocking though because that makes I think so much these sense. days it probably would. But then you know it was st- I was the first you know of the first generation of yeah. VJs to be turned out into the world. Right. So the world is like, well, what do we do with you guys? And there weren't all those shows like extra. And you know now there's eight thousand right. of them. Yeah. You know? I mean, who thought who thought the host of MTV Singled Out would be like a mogul? Right. Years exactly. And years later, Chris right. Exactly. 
So um, how was Ed McMahon? Ed, okay, so I, I forget how I got Star Search. Um, but well, you auditioned just, and you were the best person for the job, yes, Martha. Is what? You basically <laughs> did a spokesmodel audition, but for real. I auditioned as a spokesmodel. And I think that year I won the spokesmodel category. Right. It was me yep. and Vanna White. And mm-hmm. I obviously statuesque. Oh, you, I, I didn't realize that, that you were actually she's, competing? No, she's oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. That was so, you rushed. really committed to I that. I am leaving that in, in too. Spokes- I, I know in the town. I the spokesmodel who won in Keds. Yeah. On the way home, you're going to ask me to edit that out. And oh, I'm not I'm going gonna, to. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I just, boy, I was yeah, like, what? <laughs> yeah, I wish. That would be what? so genius. But no, I think they just called me and said, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, sure. And you were like a co-host with Ed because Ed was tired of it. So I he would just he, throw to you. He, they wanted to incorporate bands oh, that okay. year. And oh. I did the music. And let me tell you, I really feel for all these shows like America's Got Talent and, you know, American Idol and all that. Yeah. Because it's one thing to watch on TV when you're seeing somebody who doesn't win. And when you're standing there next to them, I mean, the disappointment, the crushedness is palpable. It was real. I mean, I can see why. Who was it like uh, Mariah Carey or Ellen DeGeneres or someone said she couldn't do it anymore? Yeah, I think, was El- I think it was Ellen who and couldn't do it anymore. It's, it's devastating. Yeah. It's so hard. So I got a whole new respect for um, competition shows from that. Did anyone win on Star Search that went on to to some fame and fortune while you were there? Uh, band-wise, music-wise? Music-wise, I don't think so. But my year, Kevin James won. And he, you know, <laughs> he obviously skyrocketed. I remember yeah. giving him a, a ride back to our hotel oh, in Disneyland. You know, because he was just one of the comedians. He's just, he's just a dude. Just yeah. a guy. Yeah. That's so funny because it is true, though. The comics that have gone on from that show, there are quite a few of them have yeah. become big and absolutely and whatnot. Okay, so when did you want to know how Ed McMahon was? Isn't that was? Oh yeah, that you yeah. Know? He, I mean, Ed is a legend. I mean, how amazing is Ed McMahon? And I just felt like, wow, this is pretty. It's pretty intense. I'm sitting here with Ed McMahon. It's it, he well, was he was. Very what was cool. the age difference at that point between you and Ed McMahon? Like fifty years? No, how I think it was me? like ten. No, <laughs> no, yeah. Well, you I mean, commit absolutely. to these things that it's really for she a second. You're, had I'm me like, for because I'm like, wait a minute. She would have like been so. Ed was about th- okay. Gosh, you've got good timing, um, Martha Quinn. He, yeah, obviously, you know. Yeah, this was, but he was, you know, very sweet. And my dad came down, and uh, Ed and my dad were both World War II vets. Mm-hmm. So the two of them were just like, hello, hello. That's how people. That's how, how guys cool. of that generation all talked. How you doing? Well, how you doing? Like, I don't know if guys still do that. No, we call each other dickheads. What we do. <laughs> hey, dude. You know, now it's like a whole different thing. But back then, it but was they that. they shared like uh, none of my friends and I have fought for this country like like your yeah. dad and Ed McMahon did. Yeah. So they obviously have you know. My friends and I are like, oh, did you play the the, the giggle barn? Yes. Oh, that sucked, huh? Yeah, you know, but that's he was right. still pretty compassmentous at that time. Do you want to know if he was loaded? Is that what you're trying to? Well, or just addled? Was he ever compassmentous? Okay, that's fair. I just fair. learned a word. I can't even spell <laughs> it. How do you say it? I Why can't did spell you, it. Was he ever not? No, but I just I from She's the clips that you see, she wants to me. find out if you're going to say if he was drunk. That's no, what she wants no. To find I was out. just curious if like because I just know I've seen the clips of him not being able to pronounce Christina Aguilera, which that's tough. I think that was before my <laughs> okay, time. Okay, he was very. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, I hope I'm being compassmentous. Am I being compassmentous right now? Oh, hon. I think so. If I knew what that word meant, I, I would say I could tell you better. Well, just 
you I'm know, look it up cognizant, aware. How, when did the, how did this serious thing come along? And when, what were you doing at the time? So, okay, so Star Search, all these like weird, you know, post walking on the moon jobs. You know, I did the Brady's. Which yes. Was, you know, I mean, if you you're going to have a post walking on the moon job, the Brady's was pretty darn good. Weren't you Mrs. I Peter Brady? Bobby Brady. Oh, Bobby. Bobby oh my Brady. God. Bobby, come on. on. No, I was Mrs. Bobby Brady. And there actually was a Brady convention just this past weekend in New Jersey. And, you know, I saw the pictures and I was like, oh, no, I kind of wish I did it. But did they ask you to do this? They they did, but I couldn't get a handle on what Mm. the whole scenario was. So I was. Well, you go and you sit behind a table and people come up and say they love you and you sign a photo and uh, they, 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 you made their day, Martha. But now you disappointed. And then people. they can Maybe say, hey, she's year. crazy. You actually look 30 years old and not 36. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do it next year. I, it, it did look once I saw it mm-hmm. happening. This always happens to me. I always say no. And then when I see it happening, like, oh, I go, I oh, done. I should have done, done that. What's wrong with me? Um, but I did say, I did say no, but it did look fun. Well, but, I um, have a feeling though, there will be another one. I hope. Right? I hope. Should be. Yeah. I the Brady's so. and MTV, two iconic things that you're a part of. I mean, that's pretty, pretty. Yeah. Um, so, and then eventually, um, got married and had my first kid. And once I had a child, I was sucked into the black hole of motherhood. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was just like career who I just did not. I was like, Oh, I'm in this world mm-hmm. now. I'm so in this world. And I didn't come back, you know, I had two kids and I didn't come back till, um, starting work again until my little ones started going into first grade. Mm-hmm. And that's a full, that's a whole day away. <laughs> and so I felt like I sort of need something to do. And I just got them. Wait, wait, wait. But- Were you, I'm like the PTA. Like, I want to know, did you bake? things for the class i bet you did i bet you were involved in, yeah, oh yeah, yeah you're super, totally involved yeah but totally super involved the thing about this is by the time you had your first child you had had more career than a lot of people uh, yes. have in their lifetime so you were ready you were head was, on so, over was, heels ready you know, for there's a good thing and a bad thing about being an older mom the, mm-hmm. the good thing is that you have yeah. been able to have all that the bad thing is that you're an older mom you know i'm like i go, think it's oh, much no. better i mean i went to my my 30th high school reunion and people our age were, were grandparents and yeah. i i'm not i don't want that yeah i, I want the because these having young kids i think keeps people of our age bracket young yeah. Because you can't, you got to keep running around. And it's especially and yes. in like these neighborhoods. Like right. we went to look at um, Oregon and we were like in, I forget where, Medford, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, oh my God, all these parents are like actually young. We can't live here. <laughs> <laughs> this is no good. We got to be back in California where all the parents are old like us. Yeah. But, 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 but <laughs> the parents here that are old don't look their age. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. So it's 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 a weird catch twenty two. It is, it is. I find you know just running after him. I'm like, can't you just play in a little area where <laughs> yeah. I can sit and observe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I put the kibosh on playing. I'm like, I'm not going to play with you. You have to find another kid to play with to you play uh-huh. because I mommy I, mommy is t- mommy will cook dinner. Mm-hmm. I do mom stuff. I I don't want to run around the yard. These little kids that want to play, they're bossy too. They got a lot of rules. <laughs> they start playing <laughs> yes. and they go, "That's not how you do it." 
Yeah. Were, are there any uh, are there any jobs that you remember that you that you got offered that you that you flat out turned down because you're like oh that's, that's not... a good question. Um. Well, like this sounds so weird, but I did get offered an infomercial for some cooking product. I think it was like corningware or something, and I was like, well. You guys, what are you going to be cooking in the infomercial? Because their their whole thing was that it was a type of corningware that could like brown mm-hmm. duck mm-hmm. or something. And I'm like, I can't do that. I, I do that all the time. I turn down any stuff that has to do with meat products. Like okay. I, for voiceovers, I won't audition for McDonald's or Burger King or anything like that. Is the whole household uh, vegetarian? Yes, including my dogs. Well, you know what? Wow. If you, you know, if you, if you, that's a good thing. It's you a know? great thing. Yeah. I, I'm amazed that your children have, that's so cool. Well, if they're yeah. not, if they're not introduced to it, how do they, they don't know. But the friends and stuff, you know. You know, there's so many kids that are um, vegetarians yeah. that, that, that's true. We are in. It's not like a weird thing. California. Like my mom would think that was. Weird. Oh come on with your vegetarianism. Oh my god, my dad used to give me such a hard time until he had a stroke. And then now he then he was vegetarian and after that. So, overnight, it's funny how that happens. You know what, Martha? Wow. That, uh, yeah, suddenly, that's not a bad idea. Suddenly, tofu doesn't look so stupid. Much better than bacon. <laughs> Um, I had so serious. Oh, I was gonna say so. Go ha- so uh, so serious. How does that serious? All the DJs were there, and I was like, "Well, they're all there. Maybe I should do that too." And you know, I can do it out of my house. And Big Eighties on Eight is so fun to work on because I love that I can still do stuff with the VJs. Like for that book, yeah. The main reason why I wanted to write that book is just to do something with them. That we had this this project that we were in touch all the time. And when we did that little promotional tour and did the Today Show and stuff, I mean, when I'm with the VJs, we're like on a car driving somewhere, I can laugh to my soul. I can (laughs) relax to my soul. It's very, very interesting. I love, you know, all of us being together is really one of the times I am most happiest. It's like family. Yeah. But maybe, but maybe even, maybe even yeah, maybe yeah. better than family. Yeah. Who, who spearheaded it? Whose idea was this book? Probably. Was it Gavin Edwards' idea? No, this had come about, even when JJ was still alive, this mm-hmm. had come about. It certainly wasn't mine because I have a terrible memory. I was like, if I write a book, it's going to be a pamphlet uh, because that's all my memory can, can fix, can fill. Uh, but everybody said, no, 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 we want to. And I'm like, I got kids. I don't want to, but they all wanted to write a book. So I was like, okay, fine. And it's amazing how much you do once you start talking and comparing notes and seeing pictures, you go, oh my God, I do remember. And we actually came up with a whole book. I'm amazed. And it's at, at any so time, good. At any time, does someone say something and then, and then did the other guys go, well, yeah, I don't remember it quite like that exactly. Uh, yes. Well, first of all, I had no idea how much, a couple of things. I did not know how little I was making compared to what everybody else was making. <laughs> nice. Oh, really? That's always the I worst thing I to find out. I less than Al, but I, I knew that Al was making like a couple thousand more than uh-huh. me and that we were at the bottom of the food chain. Right. But I didn't know quite how much Mark was making. And I did not know that they were all scoffing at me. And this is so fascinating to me. They're all scoffing at me saying, oh, she's not rock and roll. She likes ABBA. She's not rock and roll. She's all about earth, wind and fire. Well, ABBA 
and Earth, Wind, and Fire have both been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I think <laughs> nobody would debate that ABBA rocks. They rock hard, and I would, absolutely yeah. I would debate that with anyone. And yeah. I think time has shown that. Yep. And how they? Because you know what? They don't think outside the box. Would you, I think outside the box. I go. This is good music. I don't care if you think it's in the pop category. I don't think care if you think it's in the urban category. But they were thinking inside the yeah. box. Only rock and roll. Oh, that Martha. That's not rock and roll. Ha. Would, yeah, would you would you like to tell these other VJs to suck it? Is that what you're Basically. saying? Basically. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Did you know that Mark Goodman was hooking up with contest winners? Did you know that part of the no, book? No, I didn't know that, that till the book. Did you? That was that, I, 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 quite fascinating. The winner of the Asia in Asia. I book. didn't know that Mark was palling around with David Lee Roth, my my future husband. He could have set you up. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. He wasn't looking out for your best interests. He was interests. so not looking out for me. You guys, now you guys, uh, like you, you guys just share dressing areas and all this stuff, right? I it mean, yeah, just... we think you're. By the way, as viewers, we're like these people are living in New York. They're oh, yeah. high on the hog. I they're love. rich. Well, I, I think that's how it always is. Anyone that's Limos on TV, <laughs> you think that they're millionaires. Well, yeah. I started to tell you about we would all drive to Brenda Murder right. in one car and we didn't get any kind of special parking pass or anything and we'd park in you know lot g section six and this is when i started to see that mtv was making an impact because we'd all climb out of the car like the vj clown car car. (laughs) and and then we'd be walking in and you know with everybody else drinking beer and whatever they were doing and then we'd hear people going hey it has some people it has some people it has the people from MTV. That's the people from the MTV thing. And we're like, oh, my God, they recognize us because in Manhattan, nobody did. Right. So there we were, like, having just gotten out of the rented Ford Tempo. And we're going into the Friend of Burn Arena. Wow. And then what kind of so, seats did you have in there? Were you there to introduce the show or oh, were no, you backstage? No, 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 In the early days, I guess we had regular seats. Eventually, we got to sit in the box, which was very, very cool. And that's why I can't go to concerts anymore. We were, oh, that's, that's the luxury. What was the, last, what was the last concert you saw? What's the last time Martha goes out? I don't go to many concerts. I'm more a sit at home and listen to records girl. Plus, I'm a little bit germ-phobic, people-phobic. I don't like to use funky bathrooms. Right. I don't okay. like to be jostled. They're gross. You're right. Yeah. They're gross. I, lo- I, I think the last concert I saw, like, probably... Gosh, if I went to the Staples Center, it was probably Van Halen. Okay. Because I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you had to watch David Lee Ross swing a flag that around. That bolero yeah. jacket that Saw he wears. The thing. Mm. Saw the whole thing. Oh. Um, Love. But I, I wouldn't say that it was It was good. Everyone liked it. It was fun. We li- We had a fun time. It was good. good. Um, and I saw Pat Benatar. Okay. And I, I still love her. I know. She just, she she so just awesome. doesn't care for me. Um, she was very awesome. Who was, um, what about new, now, uh, uh, do your uh, kids introduce you to new music? How do you stay, do you yes, stay? No, I, I make no attempt to stay. Okay. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to <laughs> no. know anything about it. Not really. What is, are there any artists that you, that you go, yeah, this person I, I do like, there's no new artist. I like Bruno Mars. Okay. He's really good, you know, from seeing, but I just, how everybody else sees it, you know, Super Bowl or whatever. But, you know, Mark Goodman, for example, mm-hmm. oh my God, he's all into like going to the Electric Daisy Festival <laughs> in Las Vegas or this Coachella wow. or whatever. I'm like, oh my God, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to be out well, he's, there? He's, he's not dirt? acting like a grown up anymore. He's ah, still a child. He's so, <laughs> he's very into new music and I'm like, 
That's awesome. Have at it. Are, Have at it. Wait, oh, well, hang on. I want to ask. Oh, are you going to ask? What are you going to ask? I don't know. I'm going to ask. Whatever you go. I, before I forget, because I, after having my child, I have this, when sometimes just things just escape my brain. Mm-hmm. So before, I want to ask about your clothes. The clothes that you wore, we all admired Special and loved. Special guest appearance. Oh, my smoothie. <gasps> um, oh. Special guest appearance, Jordan Tarlow. Welcome. I'm asking her about her clothes. The Who, clothes she has so, on right now? No, no, no. But like on the show, I'm assuming you styled yourself and that you had to yeah, buy your we own did. clothes. We styled ourselves. We bought our own clothes. No because budget. I wanted no... everything that you I had on, I wanted to wear. the other day. I could not believe it. I, it's like I should have been working at um, Best Buy. I was wearing... <laughs> uh, this was before the era of glam clothing. Mm-hmm. I was wearing... A, it was like an IZOD shirt, but it was an MTV issue mm-hmm. IZOD shirt. So it was that button down preppy shirt, little MTV logo over like pink Benetton khaki shorts. Literally, I could have been a caddy. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is what we were wearing on MTV. See, that sounds adorable. I don't think it sounds bad either. I think that looks okay. I just was so surprised because it really was before the era of even, there wasn't even contempo casuals at that time. You know, my second era, I was way more into cute little mini dresses. I mean, you know, sometimes I would watch and I would be like, okay, that's a cute outfit. But for the most part, it was a Cars t-shirt or a Beatles t-shirt over jeans. And, you know, that was the very big look at that time was the tuxedo jackets. Big with jacket, the big yeah. Oh, yeah. Pads. So yep. I usually had a tuxedo jacket, a t-shirt, jeans, kids, and I was good yes. to go. Oh, some cool shoes. Like, I remember whatever yeah. you were wearing, I wanted to wear. Then this downtown Julie Brown comes in and she's wearing little hats and all kind of crazy. She was a game changer. Yeah. She really was because she came in and brought that like, oh, Wow. This all of a sudden, this like celebrity style came to the world of VJs because we were just DJs on TV and we kind of all sort of dress like that. But Julie Brown came as a TV star. Well, that's because they watched you and you're like, oh, okay. so they're on camera. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's really true. And she really did ratchet it up a notch. And when I came back my second time around, I, too, was ratcheted up a notch because it just the game became different. Yeah. And I had an awesome stylist. Yeah, by then we had, I had a great stylist, you know. They, and, and you had wardrobe allowance by then, I assume? They gave us, they gave us a little bit of wardrobe allowance in the mm-hmm. beginning. You know, we, they said, okay, here's five. I think they gave me 500 bucks and I think they gave <sighs> the others more. What? I, this is, there was a whole story that Alan Hunter said they reached into their wallet and gave them like cash right then on the spot. And I'm like, I didn't get any cash. I think that, uh, I think that all these other VJs right now, they get together and they go, well, next time we see Martha, let's all tell her that we got yes. this. I don't think they got any. <laughs> all, for one Christmas, we so all got fun. cars, but Martha didn't. I was wearing, when I started MTV, I was wearing the same clothes that I wore as the desk clerk at Weinstein. <laughs> That's what I was wearing. You just clocked out and went over there but and I clocked like, in. You guys, it was a very cute style. I loved in the book, when the David Lee Roth story, you described that you were wearing this Boy Scout outfit. Oh, yeah. I it was just, wearing, I'm like, that I was could picture it. my second interview. My first interview <gasps> with David Lee Roth, I was wearing a black sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Okay. red plastic pearls. That was like what seemed to be totally <laughs> But it was so in then. It That's was so in. Rock DJ. Here's, a, here's one of my, yeah. uh, go ahead. Oh, okay. We oh, no. we could literally talk to her for hours and hours. So thank you my, for. Wait, what time is it? I gotta do my um last thing. You can't. You have to go. But I have to be there at one thirty. Yeah. 
But it's 1247. I have time to do the last thing. To Westlake? Well, I'll tell you what. You have family business. We'd like to get a picture of you before okay, we get with you. So, uh, thank you, hey, Martha yeah, this Quinn. This has been so look, amazing. Much. Look, we've been invited to Martha Quinn's house, and uh, we're so happy to be here. We've her overstayed hu- our welcome. Jordan is what has happened. And her husband has been very accommodating to us. We thank you for your yes. time. Hey, you got to end the show somewhere, and we could just keep going on and we on could. and on. So it's we're going to end now. Thank you so much. Where can we follow you on, on Twitter? At Martha Quinn on Twitter, Facebook, SiriusXM 80s on 8. Just go to, you know, you guys and you'll lead everybody towards me. And uh, I have a couple of books to give away to the, uh, to the listeners. Um, hopefully Martha will sign these for us. Maybe not right now, but later. And uh, thank you, Martha. Thank you, Christy. Yes, thank you, Jordan. Thank you, guys. This has so been rock solid. Much. This and has been so much So much fun. fun. Thank you.
Thank you. 